Good morning, Akron Alliance. We are in for a treat today. We have Hazel Schaefer, who has come to share with us about what her and her husband, Don, have been doing um, in Japan over the last couple of years. They've been serving in Japan since eight, 1984. Both of them grew up in ministry homes. They have served in a variety of roles, including church planning and field director, and, and they are a field director couple. Their role in field leadership allows them to be involved in ministry in many of the Alliance churches in Japan and to interact regularly with the Alliance international workers in the country, advising them and encouraging them. The Schaefers host many short-term teams from the United States that come to Japan, sharing their love for the adopted country and its people. Don grew up here in Cleveland, Ohio, where his dad pastored an Alliance church. Hazel grew up in the Philippines, where her parents served as missionaries. They have started two churches just north of Tokyo, and they um, continue to serve as field directors over the past nine years, giving direction to both uh, members and the international workers there. They have also been involved, as I said before, in the Alliance churches, and if I am right, I think it was 70... Two Alliance churches? There are a total of 72 Alliance churches in Japan. Um, Don continues to preach, and he is in leadership. Hazel continues to minister in the women's ministry and host different mission events. Um, they currently have five children and 13 grandchildren. But um, I just want to introduce Hazel Schaefer to you for today. Well, I don't know about you all, but I've already been blessed. We can just go home, right? <laughs> um, wonderful to, to think that God walks with us. And do we ever need God more these days than ever before? As I come back, I think the most change we've ever seen in these four years of uh, being away, but we sure need God these days. Um, I just want to say a, a word about Pastor Brown. My father-in-law spoke very highly of you. And uh, I told him the other night, he's a legend in our family. I Just as we're here with this wind out here, I think, the Holy Spirit is blowing across this place. <laughs> um, this is a wonderful group, and I just thank you for having me here today. I just want to give a little bit of a promo. I have some prayer cards, prayer sheets. There's a sign-up sheet there, a little, like, on a note by, uh, 3x5 note card little booklet there if you want to sign up and get our um, monthly when we're on the field and every other month when we're back in the U.S. But if you want to receive our prayer updates, I'd be happy to send those along to you. What do you think of when you hear the word Japan? So some of you perhaps uh, have been overseas uh, serving in the military. There's a lot of military serving in the Japan uh, there's very close ties that the U.S. government has with the government of Japan. But what do you think of Japan? Do you think of Mount Fuji? If you were to come, I would promise to take you on a trip to Mount Fuji to see that beautiful mountain. Do you think of uh, temples, of shrines, of manga, of anime? Perhaps it's a combination of all of these. You know, Japan is a rich culture. Uh, the people are wonderful, they're kind. It's a very traditional culture, and uh, it's a great place to live and serve the Lord. 
As was mentioned, we've been serving in Japan for over 36 years. We have started two churches. We've had the privilege of doing that. Uh, our first church we started was just in our early 30s, and I'm thinking of all the mistakes we made, and yet God was so faithful to bring these two churches to uh, maturity. Uh, they now have their own pastors, and they have their own buildings as well. Mrs. Okuma was a lady that Don baptized, our second term, the first lady, and uh, it's a joy to see her going on in her walk with the Lord. Uh, we're thankful for fruit that lasts, fruit that remains. It's like seeing your children grow up when you go back to these churches, and uh, it's just really special. We're, we're so blessed by them. We've been serving for nine years now in the leadership role. Uh, Don is responsible for the relationship with the National Church. In fact, we have two. We have one that's reaching the western part of Japan and one in the eastern part where we are serving in the Tokyo area. There have been some tensions between the two. Uh, some of our churches have Korean pastors and Koreans have been discriminated against in Japan, unfortunately, even in the, in the church. And so, we're beginning to see, though, a reconciliation taking place between these two groups, and we're just excited to think about what God is going to continue to do in these churches, in these two groups, as God brings them together. We really sense that God is blessing. You know, one thing that we have been praying for for many, many years is that God would send more workers, and God is sending new teammates to serve alongside us in Japan in the last Six years, five units have come. You know, there's many different ways to serve with the Alliance Overseas. We go out with access, so we're more in the clergy role. You can go with Kama and serve in more of a compassionate role. There's marketplace ministries where you can serve in your, in your line of work and yet serve in a church. Uh, you can also be a part of Envision if you want to go as a short-term team. Or if you're a young person and want to serve for one or two years, uh, God can use you with Envision. In fact, we, one of our newest workers who's coming back is in the Give Back program. She's 68 years old and wanting to give back to God. So God has brought her back to Japan. We have uh, an Envision 2 units coming next summer. We have a marketplace couple just waiting to come. In fact, they were going to come before we left but the travel ban prevented them from coming. Um, we have uh, a new a young gal who just visited us last week. She's wanting to come with the, the access and work in, a, in a, a group like us. We have ethnic, ethnic groups reaching out to their, their ethnic groups and yet wanting to reach the Japanese as well. You know, the second generation is probably more Japanese than they are Filipino or Latino. And so there's a, a strong work that's beginning with the, the Japanese among these ethnic groups. One of our um, Latino churches, Hispanic churches, has three seminary students, and uh, she's a pastora, and she's told us that you can have our three uh, seminary students. So we're excited to see how our sphere, our, um, how people are wanting to join in with us as we reach the Japanese. We have a new work among the Vietnamese starting. Uh, one of our more, most recent colleagues is originally from Vietnam, and uh, he's working with the Japanese, but as well 
he's targeting the, the Vietnamese, his own people group. In these last four years, we've had more visitors come. We've had short-term teams come. Uh, we've had partnerships, churches in America wanting to partner with our work. We see God moving, and we're really thankful. This year's theme for uh, the mission is unfinished. And if you were to say that in Japanese, it would be mikanse. Can you say mikanse? Mikanse. Mikanse. Kanse means finished or completed. Mi is that prefix that gives it the negative form. After Jesus' death and resurrection, he gave his disciples a mission. And his mission for us, for the church today, has not changed. He sends us to go and make disciples of all nations. A week earlier, Jesus' disciples had asked them, and they'd said, Jesus, what are the signs of your coming? How will we know when the end is near? Jesus told the disciples that there would be wars, earthquakes, famine, plagues in various places. Aren't we seeing that today? Matthew 24, 14, Jesus says, This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. The end has not yet come. Jesus will come when we finish the mission that he has given us of preaching the good news to the ends of the the earth, to all nations. You know, COVID has really changed a lot of things, hasn't it? Um, I'm sure some of you are eager to get inside, um, but you're still out here. It's changed your worship format. Uh, COVID has shut down travel. It might seem that COVID has shut down gospel events. Short-term teams have been unable to travel. Missionaries have not been able to go. Churches have been unable to meet face-to-face in the format that you are familiar with. But Jesus is building his church. Jesus' church is unstoppable. His kingdom is unshakable. Jesus has authority in all heaven and on earth. He has sent us his church to complete the work of taking the good news to the ends of the earth. You know, God doesn't just want to bless Akron or Ohio. He wants to bless all peoples of the earth. And he wants to use each of us to finish that task. The work is unfinished. In our role as leadership couple, we've had the privilege of going around the churches and seeing firsthand what God is doing. Shortly after we arrived this past term uh, in a church just north of Tokyo in Asegaoka, uh, we went to witness a testimony. 76-year-old Mr. Takeuchi was baptized. He told us how his wife had prayed for 24 years that he would become a Christian. Then she got up. She gave her testimony. She was joining the church to be in the same uh, body with her husband. She's, and it was almost, it was a little comical actually because she said, even though I prayed for 24 years, I didn't think it would, God would answer my prayers so soon. Can you imagine? There are so many yet unsaved family members of church people in Japan. Still so many who have not yet come to Christ. Still so many prayers waiting to be answered. Still so much work to be completed. 
the work is unfinished. God has had the privilege, Don, who's like God, no, Don has had the privilege of mentoring pastors. And the most, two most recent ones that he's mentored are Arthur and Pastor Nagumo. Arthur uh, is originally from California. His father is American and his dad, uh, mother is Japanese. Uh, Tomoko and he have been serving the Lord together in one of our churches and Arthur is a very passionate individual. But we're seeing how God has used his passion to bring life to a church that was dying, a church that was divided. God used Arthur. He's one that thinks outside the box. Pastor Nagumo is another pastor. Before he met Christ, he thought that making a lot of money will fulfill that need in his, in his life. But he ran into financial difficulties. He lived in fear of going bankrupt. He did not want to answer the front door because of the bill collectors that were coming around. He and his wife lived close to an alliance church. They put their daughter in the preschool, like you have one going here. He saw that there was something different about the Christians. He loved going to church because it meant on Sunday that he got a free meal. They gave free meals there. God took away the despair that he was feeling. God saved him. He was baptized. And then he felt a call to ministry. There's still a great need for pastors in Japan. More pastors are over 70. The average age is over 60. But there's no one to pass the baton to. The Japanese church is facing a leadership crisis of enormous magnitude. The work of raising up pastors and leaders is unfinished. You know, Matthew tells us in chapter 9 that when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus sees the unfinished task. He sees that it's not done. And he tells us to pray for more workers. Would you pray, would you commit to pray that the Lord would raise up more pastors for the unfinished task in Japan? You know, a harvest doesn't wait. We've been driving all over Ohio and we've seen the cornfields. Imagine if there was no one to pick the corn, no machinery to use to, to bring in the harvest. God is doing something in Japan, but we need more workers. This week in Japan is the Ladies' Day. Friday, the first Friday of every October, we have a Ladies' Day where we bring all the women together in the Tokyo area to build them up in their relationship with the Lord and their faith, to encourage them. This week, though, because of COVID, uh, they're using the YouTube format and uh I just got the link of the singer that is going to be uh, doing a concert for these ladies. And we're encouraging them just even to do a watch party uh, if they can't meet in a big group. But each year God brings just the right speaker. One year, a few years ago, we had a speaker, Mrs. Yokota. Her daughter, at the age of 13, was one of 17 Japanese who were abducted by North Korea. 
North Korea came in and just took people without any warning. When they went to look for Megumi, they put a dog, a sniff dog on her, and uh, her scent ended just around the corner from her home. She was almost home, but she was taken. Mrs. Yokoda and her husband are the face of the abductee families to the media, to the government in Japan. In fact, she's even they've even traveled to the White House. What a testimony how she came to know the Lord through this trial, that God has walked with her. She talked about how the Word of God was her foundation and her strength. Her husband, after years of questioning why God would allow something like this to happen, gave his life to Christ two years ago and was baptized. Unfortunately, just two months ago, he died without ever seeing his daughter Megumi again. This happened in the late 70s, so it's been a long time praying. But what a privilege for me to be a part of this ministry and just seeing the caliber of women, of speakers that God has brought our way. As I think of the unfinished task before us, church, there are two thoughts that I want to leave with you. The first one is a time is short. Jesus has given us an urgent task. Do you feel an urgency these days? We cannot be content with business as usual, with mediocre, with a status quo. When Jesus goes to Samaria, he tells the disciples to look at the harvest fields. In John 4, 34, 35, it gives the same words. The harvest is ready. Harvest time has already arrived. People are waiting to hear. We cannot just wait around. Jesus sends us to reap the harvest. There is work to be done before the night comes. We need to work while it is day. People around us and around the world are living in darkness. And we, his church, must tell them about Jesus, the light of the world. A.D. Simpson, the founder of the Lions, wrote a, a great missionary hymn called A Missionary Cry. People are passing away without Christ, without hope. They're perishing. They're lost and dying in their sin. We need to pray that God will move in our hearts, the hearts of all his people, so that we may boldly preach and share Christ in every land, in every corner. We have an urgent task, an unfinished mission. People need to hear about Jesus. The work is unfinished. Amen. You know, three times in the last book of last chapter of the Bible, Jesus tells us that he is coming soon. If you're a mother, a parent, and you tell your kids once to do something, they don't listen. You tell them a, ne- a next time, and you tell them even a third time. Jesus says three times, I am coming soon. The time is short. We must not delay. Jesus is coming soon. We have unfinished work to do. In April, the government of Japan declared uh, a state of emergency to help stop the spread of the coronavirus. They did not have a lockdown or a shutdown, but they encouraged people to stay home. More and more businesses went to tele 
telework, they call it, and did their work from home. The elementary school closed for just for several weeks. Uh, we lived next door to a, an elementary school, so there was just something a little sad about not hearing the voices of the kids on the playground. The International Olympic Committee made the painful decision the end of March to postpone Tokyo 2020 Olympics until 2021. The state of emergency has lifted, uh, but there's been a resurgence in Japan. We've not had nearly the amount of cases that you have had in, in the U.S., um, but there's been a resurgence. I want to say to you today that as believers living in the last days, we are always in a state of emergency as we take the good news about Jesus to the least reached places of the world. There's a spiritual battle going on. We cannot stop until the work is done. You know, it's worth any sacrifice. Jesus is coming soon. We have work that needs to be done. No other name has power to save but the name of Jesus. How can they hear if we don't go? Church, let's ask God to give us a sense of urgency. An urgency that challenges us not to waste our time, our talents, even our finances. The time is short and the task is unfinished. The second point I want to emphasize is never be lacking in zeal. And I don't sense that in you at all here. Be set on fire by the Spirit. Romans 12:11 says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Sometimes it's easy to get lukewarm in our walk with the Lord, but never be lacking in zeal. There's a parable in Matthew 25 about the master and three servants. The master gave one servant five bags of gold. And that servant went out and he made five more. And he presented it to the master. The second servant was given two and he went out and he made two more bags of gold. But the third servant received one and what did he do he went and he buried that bag of gold he hid it in the ground he did nothing with what Jesus had given him he wasted his life we must wholeheartedly pursue Jesus and finish the task that he's given to each one of us how tragic to be a worthless servant who wastes what God has given let the Holy Spirit set us on fire Being set on fire by the Spirit means we will serve the Lord and we will have that holy enthusiasm. The one who came to save us, that's who we want to share. With tireless zeal, empowered by the Spirit, we serve the Lord and work on finishing His mission. What is our passion, our goal? Yes, to see people around us saved, but the ultimate goal is to see the king come back. And we do this by bringing the whole gospel to the whole world as a testimony to all nations. If finishing the task will bring back the king, then we need to join together to work tirelessly to see this happen, to finish the task. 
there are people that each one of us needs to reach. As I think about the unfinished task in Japan, the millions of people still without Christ, I'm reminded of the need to pray, to be faithful in prayer. My daughters gave me a plaque with a verse from Romans 12:12, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Prayer needs to shape our lives, the life of the church. We all know that prayer is basic. It's like breathing. We can never let go of prayer. It's not like a prescription medicine that we stop taking when we're no longer sick. Praying together is what we see in the in the book of Acts, the church doing again and again. We need to pray like our life depends on it, like breathing. We need to persist in prayer to finish the task. Frank Houghton was a missionary to China, and he served with uh, the China Inland Mission, which is now OMF. He was a director for a number of years. And he wrote a song entitled Facing a Task Unfinished, and the Gettys have made it popular and added a, a chorus as well. We face an unfinished task in Japan. There's still much work to be done in a land that is full of Shinto shrines and Buddhist temples. There are 84,000 Shinto shrines, 77,000 Buddhist temples, and less than 8,000 churches. So many places yet without a church, without a gospel witness. With such an immense task, what can we do? It's so overwhelming. The only way we can move forward is praying. You know, it's, it's something that gospel advance first takes place as we drop to our knees. When we pray, we express our dependence on God. We are to pray to the Lord of the harvest. He is the one who sends workers into the harvest fields. He opens hearts. He gives new life. We see God opening hearts in Japan. God will bless as we pray. When we go back next summer, we go back for our last term. Uh, I won't tell you how old I am, but we're both getting up in age here. We have four more years to complete the task that Jesus has given us. As we go back, one of our primary goals, the vision that God has given us, the burden that he's laid on our heart, is to start an Alliance Leadership Training School in Tokyo for future Alliance workers. The biggest roadblock we have faced in our ministry in Japan has been the shortest of pastors. Strategic reviews by our Alliance leaders, they come from the national office, leaders from Asia join in the strategic reviews. They have encouraged us to develop a leadership training program that will equip believers to serve. We need to raise up leaders who will work alongside us in beginning churches, starting churches. Our goal is to make training available to as many believers in Alliance churches as possible. So as many as possible. Equipping Christians for gospel advance is crucial for the church in Japan. Would you pray with us that when we go back and begin this Alliance Bible Training Institute, we cannot finish this without your prayers, without your partnership. Brothers and sisters, never be lacking in zeal. 
Be set on fire by the Spirit. Jesus is coming soon. And we have an unfinished mission. Ask the Lord of the harvest to give you fresh zeal. Fresh zeal to pray to ask him to send workers into the harvest. Would you pray for the lost around you here in Akron? Paul's heart was broken for his people, the Israelites. My heart's desire, he said, and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. Would you pray for the lost here in your county, in your city? I want to encourage you to think of five people that you have a burden for, that you would love to see God work in their hearts, that you would be willing to share your faith with them and see them come to know the Lord. We don't just go overseas and do evangelism, but God wants to use us right here in our neighborhood to reach people. Would you ask the Lord to give you fresh zeal as you give your resources? Alliance founder, again, A.B. Simpson, said, We need to finish our unfinished work. There are resources enough among us, if touched by God, to save the world. There would be no shortage. Taking Jesus to all the world takes all of us. Church, let's rise up and finish the work that King Jesus has given us to do. Is it possible to finish Christ's great commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel, make disciples and to baptize? Is it possible to evangelize and finish the task in a country with over 126 million people in, a, in an area the size of California? Second Peter 3.11 says, What kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. Is it possible to hasten the coming of the Lord? We have an unfinished task. Mikanse. The Bible tells us that the work of creation is finished. God rested in Genesis 2.2. It says, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. God's work of creation is finished. We also know that the work of Jesus on the cross is finished. John tells us in 19, 18 to 30, 28 to 30, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of a hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. There's a song written by Passion, a group out of Georgia, entitled, It is Finished. And I love some of the words. It is done. It is finished. Christ has won. He is risen. Grace is here. Love has triumphed over death forever. The cross needs no addition. His mercy is complete. His love is not in question. The Son of God has spoken over me. It is done. It is finished. 
But church, the work of the Holy Spirit is not yet complete. He's convicting the world of sin. And he's stirring in the hearts of his people to finish the task, the unfinished task. I would love to have you all read with me, but I'm going to read in closing from Revelation 7, verses 9 and 10. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation and tribe, people and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Some from every tribe, nation, language, people group, they're going to all be before the throne one day. Are we there yet? You know, I often hear people say, I just can't wait for Jesus to come back. And my heart longs for that as well. It resonates with that longing. Jesus, we want to see Jesus. But I think of the millions of Japanese people who do not know Jesus, who would face a lost eternity not knowing Him. And I want to say, Jesus, give us more time. The work is not finished yet. Matthew twenty four fourteen. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Church, let's bring back the king. Let's pray. God, we thank you for what you're doing around the world. You never stop kingdom events. And that song, even when we don't see it, you're working. Even when we don't feel it, we know you're working, God. You never stop. You never stop working. Thank you for my brothers and sisters here today. Thank you for how you're working in this church. Thank you for the testimony that they are. I pray that you would bless them, Lord. How do you want to speak to us today, God? Help us to be obedient to your command to take the gospel to our Jerusalem and to the uttermost parts of the world. Help us to be faithful in your name. Amen. Amen.